Hello and welcome. I'm Alan Hargraves and this is Recharge on Air. Often we see success that seems pretty lucky. Can we get some exposure to that? Now in 1978, Gloria Gaynor was a moderately successful singer. But that changed when she covered a Righteous Brothers number called Substitute. Now few would remember that tune, and that's because it flopped. On the flip side was a new track no one had heard of. It was called I Will Survive. It went to the top of the charts and so did Gaynor. Pop history is littered with so-called B-sides, which outperformed their A-sides. They were often experimental or thrown together to add some value to the ancient single. Instead, they broke new ground. Successful ideas can be accidental. Seventh-day Adventist Keith Kellogg was working on a vegetarian diet when he left some boiled grain out overnight. It went stale, but he processed it anyway because he was short of cash. The result of that lean startup is now breakfast history. So is it drilling down or drilling out? Intense focus is a great skill, but it can also blind you to adjacent opportunities. Sometimes they lurk in the B-side of your business. In the 1980s, Pfizer experimented with a compound labelled UK92480, hoping it could alleviate angina. It didn't, and trials were stopped in 1989. Years later, the negative side effects reported by male participants caught their attention. The firm patented the drug in 1996, and today, Viagra is one of Pfizer's more profitable medications. Whether you're an established corporation or a startup, adjacent innovations often provide the real opportunity. Amazon started as a bookseller, now it markets anything. It's not about the things it sells, but how it sells them. Can we actually spot the other? Success often seems random. I've seen startups fail only to watch the same idea get traction when launched at a different time in a different market. Randomness, or luck if you prefer, seems a reality, but there are steps we can take to at least get exposure to it. First of all, get diverse input. Don't manage in isolation. Research shows that even so-called smart people, particularly those able to maintain strong focus, can find better solutions to problems when working with more distracted colleagues. While the former drills down, the latter often spots simpler, easier alternatives. Secondly, look beyond your central thesis. It may not be your product that drives success. It could be the way you produce it or how you distribute it or the skill set of you and your colleagues. Think of other services you can offer customers using the resources that you've already got. Thirdly, try adding a B-side. We tend to focus on scalable ideas, but what about those that can be easily customised? What are the add-ons, light versions or alternative uses that can flesh out tangential markets? iTunes was launched to support the iPod, but that support act soon revolutionised music marketing. Within a few years, iTunes revenues easily outweighed iPod sales. And lastly, don't ignore the negatives. You may know your great idea will work, but examine why it won't. Once you've got a list of negatives, work on how you can counter them or even use them. The result will certainly be an improved idea, and what's more, there's a random chance you might even discover a better one. I'm Alan Hargraves. This has been Recharge On Air. Thank you for listening. Thank you.